Welcome to the Pumping Irony Podcast, Episode 6. We've taken a little short break, so uh, Russ could go out to the land of corn, Iowa. Yay, Iowa. <laughs> did you meet any children out there? I, I did, in fact. <laughs> they have glowing eyes? That's a ritual they wanted me to participate in. <laughs> yeah, so Russ is back and better than ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes, Episode 6. Uh, I'm Tim. I'm Russ. And I'm Andrew. We are three friends living in Columbia, Maryland. Columbia, Maryland, a planned community. It is. So, uh, we, like I said, we've, uh, speaking of Iowa, though, as we're kind of getting back into things, um, I posted on our Pumping Irony podcast Facebook page um, a clip of the, uh, the the band I talked about last time, Escondido, and they did a, a live um, in-studio performance in Chicago, this thing called Audiotree.tv. And they had like a little interview there, and it turns out that Tyler James, who's the guitar singer, and his brother who plays bass, they grew up in Iowa. Oh. Orange City, Iowa. You know where that is? I don't. Okay. Yeah. It's a small town about, I th- they said about 5,000 people, and I think it's in the um, the western Iowa, near Sioux City. Is that is that in western Iowa? Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. Sure. Oh, there you go. So, so a little <laughs> connection there, Iowans. Um, and I've been to Iowa. Have you been to Iowa before, Andrew? Luckily, no. Okay. It's very flat. <laughs> Let's hope so, because I'm riding across it this summer. Yes, <laughs> yes the, um, the rag bride. Something, something greater bike ride across Iowa. Yeah, the register's annual great bike ride across Iowa. So. Yeah, that sounds monotonous. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, I had actually, a friend who did it, and party. It's, it's supposed to be yeah. really fun. I mean, it is like, I don't know how many thousands and thousands of riders, yeah. um, and all across Iowa, and they have a different route every year, and people from the whole place come out. There's kids are selling... There's literally nothing else to do. <laughs> Just right. really, really not. It's <laughs> Iowa. But kids selling pie and along the side of the road as you, as you go by, and it's just, you know, it's supposed to be really fun. I had a... Like you said, pie I had, and ride? Can you pie and ride? You can. It actually makes it I ride try. a lot. You're going to try to pie and ride? Yeah, I'll try to pie and ride. <laughs> it makes you a little slower. Yeah. But... It's delicious, um, but yeah. So, so yeah, that's the that's Ragbri, which you're doing, and I'm jealous. And one day, my hope is to do Ragbri one time. Just tell me how it is and see how, how you survived it. But one thing, cool thing about about Ragbri is is that the like the support vehicles cannot go on the route that the riders take. So all support is done by the United States Air Force cycling team, and they're just like out there in force, and they're going back and forth. You know, if anyone has a flat tire or anything bike problems, they're there to to help you. So you might see some uh, some Air Force um, cycling team guys awesome helping you. Hopefully, you don't need any help from them, right. but you can always you know chip your hat to them as you <laughs> as you go by with the pie in my hand. Yeah. So there was your Iowa update. <laughs> and we this, hadn't planned that, but. No. Uh, so we'll get right into things, and we're going to start this time with Andrew. Andrew's yeah. like... Uh, I'm going to talk about something that I am sure that you guys have not experienced in any way, shape, or form. We'll see. Um, and that is a video game. Maybe. <laughs> video is it, is it, yeah. is it solitaire? Because I play a lot of solitaire on my phone. <laughs> not solitaire, it's not freestyle, it's not jetpack joyride. <laughs> 
So that covers Couple Run Two. Yeah, <laughs> covers most of the bases. Uh, no, it's a game came out um, a couple weeks ago. It's called Quantum Break. Quantum um, Break. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of fun. Um, the reason I thought it'd be interesting, like I wouldn't talk about a ton of video games with you guys because you guys don't play video games, right. so not much of a discussion. <laughs> My uh, son does that kind of stuff. Yeah, if if Owen was on the podcast, then we could talk about you know Metal Gear Solid <laughs> or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is a game. Um, the reason I think it's interesting is it it's really like a lot of games nowadays are like blurring the lines between you know, video games and TV and movies, and mm-hmm. it's all becoming a whole thing. Like, Hardcore Henry is a movie that's basically a video game. Right, yeah. And actually works better as if you think you're watching a video game right. than if you try to think you're watching a movie, because there is no plot to speak of. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a whole other conversation. Uh, but Quantum Break um, sort of tries to... It actually, like, really blurs the line between uh, video game and TV in that it actually... They shot like four episodes, like of a of a TV show. Okay. Uh, they are like you know interspersed between this game, um, like different parts of this game, and uh, like full length TV shows. It's about like fifteen twenty minutes. Okay, that's, uh, that's like, pretty good. Okay. Yeah, all live action, and the rest of the game you know uses uh, motion capture for all of the people. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had it's like if this was like an actual like TV show, it would have like an incredible cast. Wow. Um, the game uh, sh- stars Sean Ashmore. Um, and also uh, Aiden Gillen, uh, Dominic Monaghan, and Lance Reddick. Um, Lance which, Reddick from uh, uh, Fringe? Fringe and Lost okay. and The Wire. Um, Aiden Gillen also from The Wire okay. and Game of Thrones. And Sean Ashmore, is he... Um, He's one of the Smallville? Ashmore twins. Smallville? Is he on he, the... Probably. He was, he, was, um, he, he was on X-Men. Okay. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, the problem the problem with Sean Ashmore is he looks exactly like his brother, um, and they don't like just like play like random twin parts usually. Like they just do other stuff. Right, right. So, you don't so know it's which... like I never really know which one's Sean Ashmore and which one's not. Um, but yeah, he was uh, Iceman in the yeah. X Men movies. Um, he's great in this. Um, is he like the main main character? Yeah, he's the he's the he's who you're playing. Okay. Um, and Dominic Monaghan's obviously from uh, Lost and Lord of the Rings yeah. and all kinds of great stuff. Um, so yeah, you've got this all-star cast uh, doing the, this video game. They do all of the, you know, the four main voices or whatever. Um, and yeah, so the game is split up into five acts and after acts one, two, three, and four, they show like an episode of this TV show um, of the kind of sh- that they shot. Um, and right before each episode, you you have to make some kind of big decision. Mm-hmm. Um and that changes the way the episodes play out. So you have a little bit of control over this uh, show that you're watching, which is kind of interesting. And I think they said there's like something like 80 different combinations wow. of stuff that you could do. So lots of replayability. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to playing this game again cool. um, and making opposite choices for right, all of this right. stuff. Because like the first one you make is, hey, do you want to kill this person or do you want to not kill this person? If you kill the person, they're obviously not in the rest of the game. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so they go, and, and if you did, like, they'd just be some random side character instead of, like, someone helping you out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the guy, the game uh, deals with time travel a lot, so uh, basically t- time is about to break, and Sean Ashmore's trying to fix it, and Aiden Gillen's also trying to fix it, but in a very different way. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's sort of your villain, and obviously Aiden Gillen plays amazing villains. <laughs> Um, I'm not picturing the face with a name, but I'll look it he's up. He's a little face. little finger on oh, Game of Thrones. There you go. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, he's yeah, Car Carcetti on the Wire. Okay, is actually one of the the nicer characters, but no one on the, the Wire is actually like completely <laughs> good. Right. Even even the heroes 
and he's not you know a hero like per se but yeah he is he's like he runs for mayor and he's like oh you, you just want him to be there to like clean up Baltimore and you know but yeah he, and he's just so smart I mean, and the, the motion capture really captures the way that he like sort of like uh, like talks out the one side of his mouth right. with yeah. like his head cocked like it's, I was like oh like right right when he starts talking I'm like yep they nailed it <laughs> that, that is Aiden Gillen uh, so yeah you can imagine obviously little figure right. being a pretty fantastic villain oh, yeah. I think one of my big gripes with uh, the game, just from a like a plot perspective, is I think he might actually have the better plan. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, to, to say like I'm playing this game, like I think if this was me, I'd actually side with him. Like it's not even that what he's doing is evil, like or like he's trying to do this like thing. Like I think it's like legitimately good, and you're just kind of screwing him up. <laughs> and all of the bad things he did. Or because Sean Ashmore is trying to stop him <laughs> for, from doing it, like a really solid plan. <laughs> so aside and aside from that, um, it's a pretty great game. Um, you have like all these fun uh, time superpowers. So you know, make shields and stop time and like little bubbles around people and uh-huh. blow stuff up and dash around. And so that even, even the the fact that the, the gunplay is not all that great, you have so many superpowers. <laughs> like it just doesn't matter because like uh, it's tough to actually like hit someone because the controls are a little bit weird. But I can blow them up really easily, <laughs> <laughs> and they charge so fast that it's. Is cool. this is this on the PC or is this uh, on uh, it's Xbox, Xbox and PC? Xbox and, and PC. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing it on. Both I play, or I played on both actually because the Xbox version actually came with a download for the PC version okay. and they sync the saves between the two. Oh, okay, so it's like oh I can play a little bit on you know in my yeah. living room or then I can play a little bit you know in the bedroom while I watch the O's game, uh-huh. which is pretty cool. But I like I like, I like this idea of um, like the lines between all these you know media's getting blurred. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean we see this the, the, you we see it a lot with um, movies nowadays where you know. You know, a Star Wars movie come out isn't just going to be about a movie. There's also ninety comic, you right. know, ninety comics, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know the latest Star Wars C three PO has a red arm. Why does right. he have a red arm? Oh, we found out last week in a comic book yeah. why C three PO. I haven't read that one yet. I did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's the, yeah, there's this comic that tells why C three PO has a red arm. So. Huh. Like on on one hand, it's you know a pretty impressive ploy to make you spend a lot more money. Right. Um, but it's cool that like you know now we don't have to have some subplot where C three PO tells a story. You can actually like see the story. Yeah. Um, and this one doesn't actually charge you more money for this show or anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just uh, I really like the idea of uh, well the fact that one the one the fact that uh, a lot of video games are you know very legitimized now and. Can attract you know this kind of star power right. uh, from and the studio that made this game is typically made you know, some fairly small games so it's not like mm-hmm. you know they're making Call of Duties every year mm-hmm. I think they've put out a game in several years and the ones they put out before this were about like a writer running around trying to collect pages of a story okay. <laughs> or something and like this <laughs> so much smaller stuff so what was, like studio uh, they're called Remedy. Okay. Um, they put out the Alan Wake games um, mm. a couple of years ago, which were a bunch of fun. But yeah, Quantum Break's a whole new thing. A whole new thing. So I'm assuming the graphics are really good. Graphics are great. Um, like I said, the yeah. fact that you can just tell, you know, that Littlefinger's talking out the side of his mouth yeah. with his head cocked, and, <laughs> and he's standing like sort of slouched or whatever. Mm. You know, we, we've come a long way since Mario. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. How many uh, How many hours have you put in this game so far? Oh, I finished it a oh, couple days it. ago. Okay. It was probably about 
15 hours, maybe. Okay. But he's um, going to play again. Make yeah, I'm going to play it again. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Is there any like, multiplayer function to it, or is it just, nope, a, it's all, just, just all story? Just all story. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, and the yeah the the TV show sort of adds a, a nice little flavor, but it also uh, ends up being not... Like, you can watch, you can play the game without the TV show. I don't think you could really watch the TV show without the game, because yeah. uh-huh. you'd have no idea what's going on. <laughs> but they made it so, like, it wasn't a requirement, just, like, this fun little, mm-hmm. right. you know, extra 90 minutes of content they put out. Which is impressive, because it must have cost them a ton of money <laughs> to do that. Yeah. What's the rating cool. on it? Probably teen. Okay. I don't know. I don't look at ratings on video <laughs> games. Nothing, nothing too... Uh, no, I don't know. I would imagine it's teen. I mean, you shoot stuff, but there's not, like, okay. crazy amounts of blood and, okay. you know, a little bit of cursing, but not a ton. Like, okay. it's way less bad than some of the stuff like Owen play. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like Assassin's Creed where you're literally stabbing people in the face right. all the time. <laughs> right. It's like the, the main goal of that game is to stab people in the face yep. with a hidden blade on your wrist. <laughs> Those are fun games. <laughs> okay, so right, cool. Quantum... Quantum play? Break. Quantum, Quantum break. break. Okay, sounds interesting. I have to, have to check out, like, a gameplay video or something just to see what it looks right. like. So, so. Or see if Owen would want to yeah. buy it and then I could watch him. We <laughs> <laughs> might have it already. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Cool. All right. Well, that was that was Andrew's like, and so I think you're up next, Russ. All right. So um, I caught this film on the airplane coming back from Iowa, since okay. we talked about Iowa. Um, and another sub-like is that the United app on your phone can play entertainment on most flights now. Oh, okay. That's so neat. I was like, hey, I'll try this out. And I did make the mistake of of uh, getting this movie that was like 10 minutes too long for the flight. <laughs> uh. So I haven't actually seen the last 10 minutes of it yet. <laughs> so it could be all destroyed. It could be all destroyed, but <laughs> it's uh, it's the documentary called Bat Kid Begins. Oh, oh I want to watch it, this. It was. It's about, um, I think it was like 2000. 15 2000 it was sometime last year i believe well that's when the movie was released but i was looking at that uh an article about it and said that this happened in 2013 but i remember all the social media stuff and it doesn't seem like it was that many years ago but anyway oh is this about the it's about um a five-year-old kid who's leukemia who has leukemia and make-a-wish foundation uh decides to grant his wish which is to be batman for a day and it's to be batman not not to you know Pal around with Batman, but to be Batman. Not to be Robin. So, not to be Robin. Yeah. Not to be a sidekick, but... Well, yeah, Robin always dies, so... Right. <laughs> so. Just end really sadly for this kid with the yes. <laughs> Wow. No, that went dark. That went dark. <laughs> hey, man, blame Batman yeah. or Joker. <laughs> so this, this this film is the documentary about, you know, about that day and uh, everything that happened. And, and it's really a sweet story because, you know, they... The Make-A-Wish Foundation was just going to have, like, one block of San Francisco blocked off and, and you know, get a couple police cars for an escort and all this stuff. And it and their Twitter campaign went viral. Crazy, right? And thousands and thousands of people showed up to cheer this kid on. And they ended up um, doing, using bunches and bunches of locations in San Francisco. It just got bigger and bigger and mm-hmm. bigger. And it turned out to be this whole really cool thing. And, uh, and you know, an amazing production, and I think they said 
7,000 or 10,000 people showed up in Gosh. various places to, to, you know, for this five-year-old kid. Um, so it's, it's really sweet. The whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm, I got this stupid grin on my face. And I'm like, I know they're manipulating me, but I don't care, you know? Yeah. And it's mostly because the five-year-old, um, one of the, one of the people putting this together said, it's like putting a production together, you know, with all kinds of sets and costumes and the main character doesn't know that he's in the production, mm. you know? So this five-year-old kid is, is genuinely a sweet five-year-old kid, kind of shy, and he just wanted to be a superhero, you know? Yeah. And so just watching his progression through the movie is, is kind of cool. And there's a point where he gets tired mm. and they're thinking like, wait, we still got more to go here. And if he's done, well, it's his wish that he's yeah. done, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, but so, so they did get, they got a, uh, an acrobat slash stunt performer guy who's played Batman before to be big Batman. And then they had him be, you know, little Batman, mm -hmm. bat kid. Um, so they're, they're palling around then, you know, big Batman's like at this point where the kids, kids kind of tired, they're at lunch and, right. you know, it's like, I mean, we're done, but we still got to go save, you know, save the, uh, um, San Francisco Giants mascot who has been kidnapped by the penguin. <laughs> we got to go save him. So, you know, he shows, it's really cool. He's got a video that comes out of his, you know, bat wrist that he shows up on a, on a, the ceiling or whatever. And it's the commissioner. It's the actual San Francisco police chief. Oh, cool. Telling, telling the kid, you know, oh, we need you. We need you, Batman. Um, you know, so once the kid sees this, he's like, the little kid's like, we got to go save him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he got more energy and they go, they go to the giant stadium and, and save Lucille, the, the <laughs> mascot. And so it's pretty cool. The best part of the movie, though, is the day before when um, they decided at, at the giant stadium there's going to be an obstacle course that the penguin sets up that the kid and Batman have to go through because, you know, there's something on the floor that will electrocute them or whatever. Um, so they, they take this kid the day before to a, a gym where acrobats do all these, um, you know, they train uh -huh. and, and so they have this, the course set up there. So it'll be, it'll be familiar to him and all this stuff, but they decide that everybody who's at the gym will be a superhero, just walking around, <laughs> just doing yeah. stuff. So that's really the best part is, you know, they come into this gym and like the flash walks by, you know, <laughs> Spider-Man's hanging from, from something and, and they're just you know, just acting like, oh, this is normally how superheroes train. So, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. So it's at that gym that that uh, Bat Kid, the kid meets the guy who's going to be Batman, but he doesn't know it. He just, uh, okay. he just meets this guy who starts training with them and all this stuff, and they kind of bond there. And mm -hmm. then at the actual day, there's this handshake that Batman says to the kid, let's do the acrobat handshake. And it's like, at that point, the kid's like, oh, you're him. I know your secret identity. And, you know, so the rest of the day was awesome. Yeah. So, so I, I read reviews of this and I haven't seen the last 10 minutes of it. They said it gets kind of, you know, treatly sweet at the end, but it's all right, you know. Um, and, and they also ask how much of this documentary is congratulating the Make-A-Wish people and the Twitter people and all that stuff. It, it becomes kind of a self-congratulatory thing, but... You know, the kid in the middle um, carries the movie, and you right. care about him, so it, right. it makes it a fun, a fun thing. So, and ultimately, it was 
I mean, I don't I haven't seen the movie or, or, or actually read too much about it. But I'm, I'm, I'm imagining that they all got kind of caught up in the in the fun of it, yeah. of, of, of making this thing for this kid. Right. It, it actually, and that's 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 the thing that propels them. It's not self promotion, right. but. But you know it. That's propels them because they know it's a good thing to do. Oh, would this make the day better for the kid? Let's let's do that. And <laughs> and you know so. Hey, and um, if they can raise more money for the Make a Wish Foundation, right. that's good news also because they do a lot of yeah. And watching those like really good things. That would be a fun job to have to be a planner for you know yeah. this kind of stuff. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. It's not like the Make a Wish Foundation is some chump organization. Right, I mean, right. they do a lot of good they things for kids things, who are so. who are dying or have cancer and things like that. So, so hey, yep. if if it can raise more money for Make a Wish Foundation. I'm so I hear that it. that Bat Kid is in remission now, and oh. so it's all it's all good and it's yeah. awesome. It's a good you know good family movie. Um, so what, I, I recommend so it was it was on the United. Yeah, I think you can get it on Hulu. I don't okay. know where else you can get it, but uh, I couldn't find it on Netflix. But uh, yeah, I definitely want to watch it. I remember following the story yeah. like a couple years ago. Just because it sounded like the coolest thing. Yeah, right. It's very yeah. cool. So. I mean, yeah, I saw pictures of it, and it looked like they I mean they went all out um, for this kid. Would, yeah. Did Batman talk in the the Christian Bale kind of Batman voice? Kind of. Uh, but... Batman. <laughs> yeah. Or not Will Arnett Batman voice? Yeah. yeah. Which is way better. Yeah. <laughs> well, because he's you know he does a good mockery of that yep. the, the intense intensity of of uh, Christian Bale's Batman. So. Yeah. All right. So it's called Batman. Bat Bat Kid begins, begins. and I think there's a subtitle which is kind of the wish heard around the world. Ah. Just watch for Bat Kid. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, my like is is also a movie, but it's a 2016 movie. It is the um, 3D animated latest Disney movie, Zootopia, which is in theaters now. So if you want to go see it, Um, I've seen it twice. Um, my kids have seen it. I have not seen it. Your son's seen it twice. He's seen it twice. Oh, that's right. So. My son actually wants to go see it again. He wants to see it for the third time. It's like one of his favorite movies right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is. Uh, it is a great. Um, it's a great movie. It is. First of all, it is a beautiful movie. Um, the the animation is just gorgeous, uh, and uh, and so they just like did a top notch. I saw it in three D. I saw. It, I think I saw it in regular two D. And the three D was really. I think kind of worth it to see it 3D because nice. it's just, it just, <clears throat> I mean, it's all about environment. It's all about the city. Yeah. 3D is kind of like brings you into that world a little bit yeah. more because um, they do a really good job with the 3D. Uh, but it's a, yeah, it's a Disney movie. Um, it, it, it's, uh, it's a story about this, this city called Zootopia where animals, prey and predator kind of live together. They, they talk about, they kind of move past the, uh, you know, the, the predator versus prey uh, mentality, and so all the animals they uh, they they uh, walk upright, they wear clothes, mm-hmm. and they have this society called Zootopia. And there's different in the city. There's different kind of um, is this Animal Farm? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, the the two legged ones are a little bit right. <laughs> there's not too much political. Um, um, Proselytizing well, is a little well. bit. <laughs> There's a little bit, but not you know, not as uh, not as heavy-handed as Animal Farm, with you know, communism is bad. Um, but yeah, so so you know, anthropomorphized animals, and they and they wear clothes, and this big town called this big city called Zootopia, where there's different kinds of environments. There's a there's Tundra Town, and there's a jungle jungle land. I like um, Tundra Town. Is that maybe? I don't that's know. The, that's the ice one. But yeah, there's different different you know. There's a mm-hmm. desert. There's a jungle. There's a, there's a, um. There's the the like the ice place, um, but it's uh, it's 
uh, for me, it was like, I was watching this, like, oh, I want to go see more of Zootopia. I want to, like, get a, a, a tour of Zootopia because mm-hmm. they, you know, the city is, is kind of like a character in, a, in, a, in and of itself. Um, and, and so this is where all these animals live. And, and so the main character is this bunny, Judy Hopps. Uh, who lives in Bunny Burrow, and you start out, she wants to become a police officer, and but there's no, ever, she's never... She's so been, small. She's so tiny, yeah. She's never been a rabbit police officer, right. but that's her dream, and she's not going to um, not gonna be per- persuaded away from her parents who want her to yeah. do something really nice and safe, like be a carrot farmer. <laughs> so she, you know, graduates and, and, and goes off to the big city um, to pursue her dream of uh, becoming a police officer, Um and uh, she turns out to be, become a meter maid. <laughs> and uh, She'll be the best darn meter maid. <laughs> best darn meter maid ever. Um, and, but then she meets, she meets this um, fox, um, Nick Wilde. Uh, so the bunny is, is uh, Jennifer Goodwin is, is, is the voice. She's from Once Upon a Time and, um, and just does a great job. Judy Hopps, uh, the fox. They call, every, every review I think called a sly fox. I'm like, well, that's kind of, you know... You just say fox. You can yeah. say fox. Um, so Nick, he's uh, Jason Bateman is, is Nick mm-hmm. Wilde, the fox, um, who becomes her, starts out as nemesis, becomes her partner, um, and they have to solve this mystery about these um, these predators are becoming going savage, and yeah. and there's there's all these predators that have been missing, and uh, and so this is the, the big mystery. Um, the great voice work. So like Jennifer Goodwin is Judy Hopps, Nick Wilde is the is the fox, um, but Jason. Jason Bateman plays Nick Wilde. Mm-hmm. Idris Elba is the chief, the police chief, <laughs> Chief Bogo. He's this big um, antelope-looking thing, um, and uh, and and so there's a lot of a lot of good versions. J.K. Simmons is the mayor. He's a lion. Um, Jenny Slate is the assistant mayor. She's a little lamb. It's kind of funny, lion lamb. Yep. Um, and uh, Nate Torrance, uh, who, who, who I, I, I was watching the movie, I'm like, I know that voice, I know that voice. And then I saw who Nate Torrance is. He's been in, like, several comedies. He's kind of, like, you know, kind of a, a big, lovable, um, chubby kind of guy. Um, and he's perfect because he plays this lovable, chubby um, cheetah, yeah. who's, like, the uh, works in the police department. It's so funny. Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah, Christian uh, Bell plays a sloth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So the, so yeah, the sloths run the run the DMV. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> and you see, the previous, that was in the but... previous, which is hilarious if you've ever been to a DMV, a DMV yeah. or a motor vehicle <laughs> motor vehicle administration here in Maryland. Um, you know that you know you wait a long time, and and so the creators um, just did a great job of, of, of fleshing out this world, and uh, is directed um, by is co-directed uh, by Richmore. And um, Byron Howard, uh, Rich Moore, he did uh, Wreck It Ralph. He was a director at Wreck It mm-hmm. Ralph. Byron Howard worked has been working with Disney and, and did like he worked on Tangled and other things. And then it's also it was directed by those two. And then also um, Jared Bush, um, who and they all kind of worked on the screenplay with some other people. Um, and uh, and so it is. It's just a I think is a really really good movie. Um, it reminded me when I was watching it of um, I don't know if you I grew up rich, reading those like Richard Scary that mm-hmm. scary books, um, which is all about animals like anthropomorphized yeah. animals. But this kind of like take that to like the next level, right? Um, because you know I I love I love like busy environments. I love like when I was reading books. I love anything that you know you could like kind of get lost in and, and all these things oh, yeah. are happening and you, you know it really draws your eye and and that's what this movie is like. Because I want to like go back and. 
because you know they they created this world this Zootopia world and and they, you see like product placements but they all change the name like and I only caught a few of them that's yeah, why I'm like yeah. even in the two times I've seen it Plenty like Foot Locker is called Hoof Locker and <laughs> Uber is called Zuber you know getting <laughs> your migration on time and and there's a lot of these other it's just really you know this yeah. this world that they created is is really um, uh, probably I mean very van- fantastic. But this is it's very rich and it's very layered and it's very it's very deep and you you kind of want to like um, get a get a, a bigger view. So I'm I'm assuming that that Disney might be uh, adding this to to their attraction. I was like, you should take like the Jungle Ride and turn it into like a Zootopia ride and yeah, and ride that all the time. Exactly. <laughs> um, so the director Rich Moore, um, he he's from Oxnard, California. Which, lo and behold, I'm from Oxnard, yeah. California, also. And I, I back in the day, I actually knew Rich. I'm going to name drop here on the podcast. Um, <laughs> but we kind of he's five years older than me. We went to the same high school, and uh, we actually were part of a youth group back back in the day. Um, and so we kind of knew um, Rich, and uh, we knew how creative he was, mm-hmm. and and we knew he was going far. And so Rich Moore um, went to uh, California Institute of the Arts. And he's he's worked on Simpsons. He's worked on some of the some of the best Simpson episodes from the first five mm-hmm. seasons, like Marge versus the Monorail and Lisa versus the Eighth Commandment, and um, and so so he's he's won a, he's won an Emmy for that. Um, so yeah, he started on the Simpsons. He's did the Critic. He's done Futurama. He actually, I think, the last third of the Simpson movie, he was the kind of the, the director of, of, the, of oh, that. Cool. Um, so yeah, he's kind of he cut his t- teeth in animation, and now you know he's gotten a big break, and he's actually now directing mm-hmm. feature feature length movies. So, Rich, we're, we're, we're proud of you. We knew you could do it. <laughs> uh, it's good to see. You know, I mean, not a lot of a lot of famous people come out of Oxnard, California. So you know, to see some people, you know, it's kind of cool that uh, that I knew him back in mm-hmm. back in the day, and now he's um, directing these great movies. And and so far, right now, it is the um, the highest grossing movie of 2016. It's like sitting at like eight. Eight hundred fifty-five million worldwide box office. I'm sure it's going to get trounced by um, Captain Civil America: War. Civil War. <laughs> Civil War yeah. um, and you know, ba- um, Batman v Superman is kind of creeping up there also. But it's it's uh, so far it's um, it's outgrossing that worldwide budget. Uh, I had a better time watching Zootopia than versus Batman versus v Superman. Easily. <laughs> Someone smiled in Zootopia once. Less, yeah. <laughs> a little less brooding. Yeah. Um, so I recommend I recommend going to see uh, Zootopia. The great uh, I want to also mention great music. Uh, Michael Giacchini um, does the soundtrack, so it's really good music. Um, he's you know he's, he's done the most of J.J. Abrams. Shakira. Stuff. Oh yeah, Shakira s- sings. Plays and, the gazelle. Um, or whatever. Plays the gazelle. Um, but I do want to mention this this one um, really funny scene, and I hope there's not even giving too much away. But but you know all the animals they're all kind of like. Civilized and they wear these clothes, but they in, in part of Duty Hops and, and Nick um, Nick's Duty and Nick's investigation, they go to this um, oasis. Um, nudist colony. Nudist, it's like a nudist colony. <laughs> so they go in there, and all the animals are just like animals, but they're like oh, they're like taking them back. And because yeah, that was that was my favorite scene in the whole movie. It is a really funny scene because you know you see all these animals, and they're just being animals yeah, it's with like, the like an elephant doing yoga <laughs> right it's like so scandalous right all these naked zebras in this, in this pool you know taking a bath and <laughs> they're not wearing clothes and so it's like ah yeah so she's scarred for life yeah. <laughs> but that's a, that's one of the I think one of the my favorite scenes that and also um, she's chasing this weasel um, 
Duke Weaselton. Um, yes. Wesselton. Wesselton, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who's yeah. uh, voiced by Alan Tudyk. Who played the Duke of Wesselton in Frozen. Right, which is so it's a, it's a nod to that. <laughs> um, and yeah. uh, there's, there's some great Frozen references yeah. in the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, because I think, um, I, I don't know if one of the guys worked on Frozen also, one of the, one of the, um, one of the co-directors. Uh, I could probably look that up, but I don't have time. So we're just going to go with that. He worked on sure. Frozen also. <laughs> uh, so he's, she, he's, uh, Judy is chasing um, the weasel who's stolen some things, and uh, they go into um, the little mouse town. You know, it's like this town inside of Zootopia, mm-hmm. but it's all about mice, and so it's like really tiny, and they're like giants. And, uh, <laughs> and it's pretty funny that they're, you know... Going, uh, it's like one of those like Godzilla movies, you know, yeah. where these yeah. <laughs> regular sized animals, but in this whole colony of little, of little. Yeah. Yeah, it's even mice. better because she's tiny compared to everything else in the movie. Right, but she's, so she's giant, giant compared yeah. to uh, these these um, mice. And then there's like that donut that was in the middle, which kind of reminded me of the the um, uh, the donut in a, you know the Simpsons that they had. So that might have been a nod to the Simpsons. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's 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 just a, a wonderful yeah. movie. Then you're like watching, you're like, ah, oh, this is so. I just want to go there and like be in Zootopia because it was just fully realized and uh, and the, like I said, the animation is just top notch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's getting rave views and uh, it's got like a really high uh, Rotten Tomatoes rating. So for last time I checked, there was one naysayer. You know, had like a ninety nine percent, ninety nine percent fresh yep. rating on on Rotten Tomatoes, but one critic had to like say uh, bad things about it. Yeah, but think about how many views he's gotten for having the one negative review. Right. right, he's made so much money off of that one article. <laughs> yeah, it's genius. So go see Zootopia. Right. It's still in theaters. Cool. See it in three D if you can. It's really good. Right. And that's my like. So, um, I guess we'll go into dislikes. dislikes. All right, we're back. We're going to start with our dislikes now. And so, uh, as always, I'll take it, you know, I just would last, and so I'll go first for my dislikes. And um, this has nothing to do with pop culture, but it has to do with my life. I dislike things breaking down. <laughs> We've had several, <laughs> several things in the last couple weeks go on the fritz, um, and it's kind of aggravating. Our microwave is not working right now. We're trying to work with our warranty to get that that fixed, but it's still taking a whole lot of time. And uh, and I've just put sunk a lot of money into my to my van. And uh, and thank God for good mechanics um, who can who can fix things and are honest and get things done on time. And can help you out even in a bind. I won't go into the full story, but I had to get new tires and. It was just a whole, oh my gosh, it took like most of the day yesterday to try to get new tires on my van. Um, but yeah, so about a, you know, thousand dollars into my van in the last couple <laughs> days. And and I just, you know, it's just, when everything goes wrong at once, it gets, <laughs> it gets kind of um, wearying, wearying. Um, um, but so yeah, my dislike is is uh, things that are things breaking down. Things breaking down. It just gives you know eventually that we're all we're all breaking down physically, and this world you know we live in is nothing is permanent, and, and things break. But yep. when they when they kind of one thing after another <laughs> happens, you know it's like uh, I'm so tired now. Where's on you? Yep. Yeah, where's on me? So there you go. That's my dislike. Really easy. Um, 
I couldn't think of anything else. But that's that's kind of fresh in my mind. I don't think I got anybody who's going to oppose you on that one. <laughs> yeah, you guys like things that break down or don't like things that break down? What do you think? What's the consensus? <laughs> Add some spice to life. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, every once in a while I like sure. going, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm slightly late for a meeting and my car doesn't start. Because <laughs> the battery is completely dead. Oh. Great! Woo! All right. So, my turn. Yes. Um, my dislike this week is going to be um, the current state of Quote, Christian movies. Ah. Uh, I read an article in Relevant uh, called, Can We Ever Fix Christian Movies? And this just kind of spurred my... It, it, like, put into words something I've been thinking for a long time. And and the, you know, based on, um, like, Rotten Tomatoes views, uh, Rotten Tomatoes reviews, I should say, uh, you know, like many Christian movies that have recently come out are not getting good reviews mm. at all. And... Um, Mostly because they're bad. <laughs> Mostly because they're bad, exactly. So, I guess there's a new God's Not Dead, God's Not Dead 2, because, yeah. God's you know, still not dead. Yeah. Still That's not a joke dead. from Relevant Meg, yeah. by the way. God's not deader. And it currently holds a 14% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, the War Room, which came out last year, was 34%. The Grace Card came out in 2011, was 35%. Heaven is for Real is 46%. Fireproof is 40%. And then, of course, there's Nicolas Cage's Left Behind reboots at 2%. So. Wow! That's generous. <laughs> now, to be fair, these these movies make a lot of money usually because of because they're going for a Christian audience. Right. And, you know, sure, you're preaching to the choir. You know your audience. Yeah, you have people that will literally only see these movies. Right, right. right. So... They don't see movies, but they'll see these they'll movies. They'll see these yeah. movies. And go in big church groups and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And that bothers me because, you know, the purpose of these movies should be not just to make money, but to... Tell a good story. To tell a good story and to actually get people interested in Christianity, you know. I, I, you hope. You hope. I mean, that, that would be what, what they're yeah. really supposed to go to. And course. then you also have a Left Behind movie, which and, did neither of those right, things. Right, it did neither of those things, but... Uh, <laughs> But the the real problem with Christian movies is they wrap things up too neatly. It's yes. just you know there's there's basically the end of the movie, somebody encounters Jesus and boom their life is great and that's you know, but that's not how real life works. I mean, all three of us sitting in this room are Christian and we can all tell you that our life is not all rosy. I mean, you just talked about things down. things breaking down. Our life hasn't been rosy since. We became Christian. It's just life is messy, and Jesus wasn't afraid to deal with that. None of Jesus' stories had this neat, you know, tied up bow thing at the end. Boom. Okay, now everything's good. Jesus had these parables, which you know some are mis are uh, are hard to understand. Some he always asks a question. He never gives you a solid answer, and I think that's really what. What, um, well, he never he never force feeds. For, yeah, he never force feeds, and th yeah, and that's what these so-called Christian movies—they're force feeding the the message, and that's why they feel fake because mm -hmm. you know people like ambiguity, people like to wrestle with problems, and every movie that I like is ambiguous in some way and and makes you think about you know about wrestling with these issues and I like movies that aren't tied up in a neat bow. I have plenty of friends who hate movies like that. Oh, it's just, 
oh, evil wins in this movie. It's like, yeah, sometimes evil wins, and and that's real life. And what do you do with that, with your beliefs and everything? And, and so I think that... Um, well, I think another thing that I don't like is that they kind of um, tend to, to, like, whitewash... Um, things everything has to be sanitized. Yeah, yeah. I started right. trying to say they have to like everything has to be sanitized. Nothing can really offend even the even the bad characters, quote unquote, or evil <laughs> characters are kind of character characters. Caricatures of yeah, they're not. They don't feel really real. Um, there can't be a gray area because you have to know that this is the bad guy. Right, 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 right. You can't have an actual motivation. Right. <laughs> but they they just don't, you know, even in their even in their evilness and badness, it's still a, a sanitized version of that. Yeah. It's like they don't want to offend. But I'm like, well, you know what? We we do need to be offended sometimes because we do need to be offended by evil, but and 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 real evil and and we should be, and because you know, how else are we going to Figure out you know what's what's good and what's right. right and what things we should pursue. If there's nothing, something that's not offending us that we can, yeah. you know, kind of react exactly. against. Yeah. Uh, but if your perception of what is evil is these sanitized things, then there's not actually a real threat anyway. Right. So <laughs> there's actually a huge problem with that because oh, why would you be afraid of this little you know caricature villain or whatever? Nothing that that is trying to do this, you know, absurd plan or whatever, right. you know, whatever. Um, like when there's actual, like the, the problem is that you know the gray. The gray areas, exactly. Yeah. So. So it's not even a good message for Christian. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> it's more damage than good. Yep. So. And, right. But the Bible, the if the Bible ended up, you know, wrapped up in a neat bow, we wouldn't exist right now. Right. <laughs> like the whole, you know, like, yeah, you know, Jesus was saved, you know, Jesus came back from the dead, and everyone saved, and then we're just still here. Right. <laughs> like, the, it didn't wrap up all nicely and neatly. We're still, right. we're still waiting, man. Yep. But even if you go into the Bible and you, and you look at, you know, some of the, like, read some of David's Psalms, I mean, they were very... Depressing, <laughs> very depressing. Right. He's, he's wrestling with issues, right? Which... Um, and trying to, to to make sense of things. Yeah. And sometimes he's really mad, and and sometimes he's really sometimes he's mad at at people who are opposing him, and he and he reacts in a very, I would say, very wrong way. Yeah. Um, but he's <laughs> he's being honest. You know, he's like, God, kill them. You know, break the teeth from their mouth. You're like, whoa, David. <laughs> but that's what he's, he's, he's honestly expressing when he feels. Sometimes he's really mad at God and he kind of let God, lets God know that he's not satisfied with, with, with the state right. of things. Right. Um, and he still, he wrestles with that. And, and a lot of times you don't hear God's voice saying, well, there, there, David, and pat him on the back, and and um, I'm going to make everything great. Um, he's kind of left in his in his um, his distress or mm-hmm. his or his his conflict and, right. and his, his his discontent. Um, and so those are those those are Psalms. But you read some of these in the Bible, and you're like, wow, that's that's really that's really harsh and uh, real and. And uh, there's consequences for things, and mm-hmm. uh, and n- not all the time does things really work out the way you would be writing. And if you're writing that script, you're right. like, I would have written this way differently, but it, it, it doesn't happen that way. And there's lots of hard stuff to figure out in the Bible, right? And, and there's there's lots of R-rated stuff in the Bible. There's there's a bear attack in the Bible that makes the revenant <laughs> look like nothing, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> 
I think it's two beers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's one more than it was in The Revenant. Right. <laughs> it's double the bears. <laughs> and unlike Leonardo DiCaprio, the people in the Bible don't make it out they of those bears. They do And they're all kids, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, the youths. The youths, yeah. Youths. But, anyway. but uh, yeah, so I, I, of, of those movies, of course, we did see Left Behind because we, we were trying to watch it ironically. <laughs> um, just to see the disaster that it was that, going to be. That. And it was just boring. It wasn't even fun to yeah, watch. It wasn't even fun yeah. to hate <laughs> watch. It was just boring. Yeah, it's weird. You have a movie about the rapture where they can't, they never say the word rapture because <laughs> it's trying to be too like like they're afraid to talk about actual like faith stuff because they want a broader audience. But like there is no audience outside of you know Christians right. for that movie because it's, <laughs> it's awful. Like just it's I mean it's just boring. Like, yeah, very. It's not, even, it's not even interesting bad, which is no. a shame when you have. Nick Cage in a Left Behind movie. How is it not the most fun thing to hate right. watch? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I am not. I tend to stay away from those movies for those very reasons. And there's tons of people who love them, and there's tons of people that I love who love these movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so this is we're just kind of ranting, and this is our own yeah. opinion, and you could disagree with us, yeah. but that's okay because that's. I just I just want us to be at a higher standard, you know, of yes of entertainment. So right. And uh, and so even some of the music that I listen to um, ha- has that kind of wrestling with that, mm-hmm. and um, and I tend to, to stay away from some of the quote unquote you know Christian music, um, just because I want to do I want to get challenged and I want to hear other opinions, and usually the quality and the production value and all those things are are are, are better, and and, um, and the songwriting is is more interesting and. And, and all that kind of stuff, and, and, and in a movie, you want you want the, the story to be interesting, and you want the characters to be interesting, and you yep. you kind of want the the production values to be at a, at a certain level, and you know, I mean, I know you can make you can make a good, and you can make a good cheap movie. Um, we've seen it like yeah. Ten Cloverfield Lane, which is not right. that expensive, and that was a really good story that kind of kind of captured your attention from moment one. Yep. Um, yeah. Where some of these movies, are, they just seem to they they're missing the the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Which is a, which is a, having a good story that you need to tell with good characters. Yeah. And I should say that Risen came out a few weeks ago, and that's actually a very good movie. Yeah, yeah. Risen is a very good movie. And that that was that necessarily totally. A, I don't even know if that was totally a Christian movie by the, by the no, way. No, but it's telling a Bible story. Yeah, like, it's true. So we, we don't even get that. Right. Right. Um, I mean, and it clearly, I think, I mean, has like a a, a positive message and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's about. You know the sort of re- redemption of you know, right. the, the Clavius character, right? right. Um, but that was told really well. Jesus. Yeah, it was it was told really well, and it allows you know for like you know some of the darker stuff. Yeah, and right. It actually you know tells an interesting yeah, yeah. story. They're, they're digging takes, up dead bodies, man. That was, that was pretty. That was yeah, pretty. and there's you know a couple interesting fight scenes and mm-hmm. yeah, like uh, that, yeah, that was a good story that was told really well. Yeah, and it, I mean it, obviously it didn't come directly from the Bible. Right, um, but it, it told a better Bible story than most movies that right. do. Right, and and there have been some movies that have have come out that you know were trying to tell Bible stories that I even did not like. Like I did not like the Noah movie. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Darren Aronofsky's Noah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was just it just took way too many liberties with this story. I mean, I mean, and the story in the Bible is very short, so you had to yeah, I can take say take some liberties with it, you know, mm-hmm. but. But the the way the the direction they went, I was like, whoa, that's kind of I, I felt kind of crossing yeah. the line. Um, but like I liked um, 
um, the Exorcist movie. I thought that was that was a pretty good pretty good job with that. I yeah, saw that. I like that one. Uh, I thought they did it. You know, the sets were really good, and and um, and and they might have you know taken some liberties with that kind of. Um, but I was okay with that. Um, so yeah, so there's you know people are even big Hollywood directors and things like that are trying to get on this train. They're trying to. I mean, they they're in the business to make money, so right. like, they're trying to make movies that will sell and will get people in the in the to go and pay their money and get people to sit down, but you know there's been some hits and misses right. there. But 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 I would say in the in the direct to Christian market, it's been mostly misses, at least for me. For me too. <laughs> I don't watch them. <laughs> right. All right. All right. Well, I get to I get to close this off. Get to wrap it up. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, a movie that we have actually already talked about as my dislike, and that is Disney's Zootopia. What? (laughs) Which I thought I liked when I saw it the one time I saw it. Uh I thought it was a pretty great movie, and it was hilarious. Um, And then recently I read that it is just a uh, tool of the American propaganda machine. Uh, as <laughs> this is this is the opinion of China. And, <laughs> yeah, apparently this is just American propaganda at its worst. Um, and I'm going to tell you guys why. All right, <laughs> let's hear this, this article. Which you know, like I said, I thought it was a great movie um, because you got the you know this cool story. But you've been swayed by this article. I've been swayed. Yep. I've been swayed by this article. Wrong. He was wrong. <laughs> yeah. So this, this article came from uh, the L.A. Times, where you know China is just the movie's doing really well in China, and the China like the the Communist Party over there is not okay with this <laughs> because you know they generally preach resistance to Western values, and this is full of Western values like you know democracy and like yep. freedom of speech. Um, but I think, so, like, the, the quote, um, one of the quotes from this article, uh, was, uh, or and this is the article quoting something else. It's, okay. uh, Hollywood has long been an effective propaganda machine. It has a deep understanding of the U.S.'s political strategies, um, and many Hollywood blockers will carefully select a topic or theme and spare no efforts to promote American values and its global strategy. Um, if, because if, if one thing's carefully about it, if a rabbit can strike back, are there any American dreams ordinary people can't realize? <laughs> In cruel reality, it's always wolves that eat lambs, not lambs that eat wolves. <laughs> Hollywood easily reversed a thing so simple that even kids know it, and thus attracted a great, uh, a huge audience. <laughs> says, goes on to say that the, this commentary was headlined, How Can a Sheet Be Turned Into a Crazy Scapegoat? <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, this wow. article made me laugh wow. a lot. Yeah. It says that uh, one of the like the like the Chinese people that you know was pro you know for the movie says, "What else is there for us to watch if we're not allowed to watch Zootopia? Your brain damaged Chinese cartoons." <laughs> wrote one user of, of uh, like the China uh, Twitter equivalent. Um, and just so you think, don't think that this is you know that. The Communist Party is pure evil and hate everything. They did just declare that golf is no longer a crime. Oh, that's good. So. <laughs> the sport of golf. Yes, the sport of golf. Uh, because it was... Uh, so it says the teeing off is no longer a crime. Um, <laughs> they were saying that the golf course is gradually changing into a muddy field where they trade money for power. <laughs> Um, wow. So I think I don't want to live in China. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, they have come, you know, out and uh, you know, amended their statements set to say that since it's only a sport, there's actually no right or wrong about playing golf. Oh, all right. But it used to be, you know, redeemed a sport for millionaires. <laughs> so what's the point? Um, but yeah, you you heard it here, maybe first. Zootopia is. You know, American propaganda. Well, Andrew, I, I was going to go see it, but you, you swayed me. I know I won't like it. So I want to go see some brain-damaged Chinese cartoons now, though. What are those yeah. like? Yeah, so we got, we got both sides of the story. We have the side where it's a great movie, and it'll make you laugh. Um, and also, it will brainwash you into thinking you. that you can do anything. <laughs> and that's just dangerous for our kids. If they, are, yeah. How dare they be able to believe in themselves? <laughs> I think those um, Judy Hopps parents would make great communists because they're like, no, you can't be anything you want to be. You need yeah, to play well, they, it safe. Yeah, they're the they're the the tragic heroes of this story. That's right. <laughs> they try they try to save their daughter <laughs> from being brainwashed by American culture. Um, and the big city and the flashing yeah, as, as sung by Shakira, <laughs> um, which I think will be the bumper music for this podcast. Awesome. <laughs> um. Oh. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Um, I guess there's always two sides to every story. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, you guys, you weren't thinking about that in the theater, were you? I'm definitely. I know that not I was seeing it now. I was I was too busy being brainwashed. <laughs> so I need to tell my son that he can't be anything you can he have... wants, and so he should not go see Zootopia. You for cannot go see it again. Yeah, yeah. You have to you have to conform, basically. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that is why you should not enjoy Zootopia. They must love. Oh, they no must say they can't slay. They they can't love Animal Farm either because unless they are misjudging it and love the pigs, the pigs <laughs> are the real hero. Of that of that no, story. No, they're tragic heroes there. Yeah. Yeah, the pigs. <laughs> um, wow, I've I've never um, I've never lived under a communist regime or actually known anyone personally that lived in a communist regime. But I can't imagine that it's a very happy. Happy place to live, yeah. And and even in the even in the even in the communist societies of what I've seen, and maybe it's just, it's just my Western propaganda that's coming to light. But <laughs> but even in a communist land, that the, the rich rise to the power, and there's no you know, every man is is the same. Yeah, but you can't have the poor knowing that. <laughs> exactly. like, that's the problem. Yes. Yeah, the article says, uh, it also quotes, uh, compared to other cartoons and video games, Utopia is more subtle. It has no obvious hostile propaganda, <laughs> no deliberate distortion, which makes it even easier to lose one's vigilance. So it is a very evil movie out there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So. Save the children from believing they can succeed and go far in life. Yeah, you gotta save them from that pesky American dream where, you know, everyone can, you know, be what they want. <laughs> Which is an idea that you know is um, is woven into the very fabric of our being, and you know Russ and I are, are dealing with um, kids who are getting older and getting to that age where they are trying to go off and 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 be somebody mm-hmm. and and realize their dreams and and succeed and and uh, I'm yeah. glad we this is very apropos. Yeah, and if they were to see stop Z- them, if they were to see Zootopia, they would actually believe that. <laughs> I think my son is kind of like he's believing that because he wants to see it again and again and again. And he's been brainwashed. He's been brainwashed. It's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, we have, just think of the children is what I'm saying. Before you t- take your kids to see Zootopia, think: Do you really want them to believe that they can do anything? 
Well, so that's my dislike. <laughs> so welcome to Point Counterpoint. <laughs> we got pro-Zootopia, we got anti-Zootopia. We got it all. It's been a hard-hitting episode of the Pumping Alley <laughs> Podcast. Wow. We've got given you guys a lot of things to think about. So, and if you would like to respond, you know, we, we know that there might be some people who, who have the, another side to, to everything that we've talked about, and we'd love to hear from you, and, uh, and, um... China, we're looking at you. <laughs> yeah. We're looking at you, and... Yeah, we're, we're expecting official response. <laughs> the, our, maybe our, maybe we can get our podcast banned in China. <laughs> we're blacklisted. That'd be awesome. <laughs> no, we were, I was, I was pro-China. Oh, right, right, right. Well, then, so, so, yeah, you guys. Yeah, and I, we're blacklisted. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to redact your voices in China. <laughs> You're going to fill it with them saying, or always saying bad things about Zootopia. <laughs> well, this has been episode six of the Pumping Irony podcast. We'd love to hear feedback from you guys. Uh, we'd love for you guys to subscribe on iTunes, and you can leave feedback there. You can leave feedback on our Facebook page. You can leave feedback at our website, and you can... You know, download and listen to episodes there, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, we we hope to bring more of these um, coming up to you next in the next few weeks. But thanks for listening, and um, this is us signing off. I'm Tim. I'm Russ, and I'm Andrew. Thanks for listening. Hurry up, choice is yours, don't